Hi, I'm Adam Payne, the host of the Keeping It Business podcast. I'm a multiple small business owner, business mentor and growth coach. And if you'd like to know more on mastering your mindset, managing your time and scaling your business, then please visit www.adampayne.me. Right, welcome to another edition of the Keeping It Business podcast. I have Harry Mansfield here with me, uh, also known as Arabella. Um, I will ask Harry to introduce herself and what she does. Um, it's something that I think is well, it's very, very close to my heart from a mental health point of view, uh, for both personally and from, from a, my daughter. Um, so Harry, please introduce yourself. Hi, thank you for inviting me. So yes, my name is Harry Mansfield. My company is The Awareness Key. And it is a social enterprise which is helping the nation's mental health crisis. And the reason why it's helping is because um, we are preventing mental health problems. We actually focus on the proactive approach rather than the current traditional system that's in this country of reactive. So we really do believe that if you have the right skills, you make it part of your everyday life, you can prevent mental health problems and become mentally strong. Okay. What sort of things do you do? Because uh, it's a, it's a um, on-site, isn't it? Um, you've got a lot of new... the work, yes. A lot of the work. We, um, we have an outdoor centre, which is um, approximately about 10 acres. We're based in West Sussex in the South Downs National Park. And it's a unique set of um, combinations between sport, animals and nature. And the reason why I put it together is throughout my working life, I've had several careers and found benefits in the majority of them that actually help mental health and our state of mind. And so by putting them together as a package and creating our own techniques, tips and tricks, we've actually made our own um, system, which is called a mind power proficiency techniques. And we, teach them at um, our site either with individuals or with teams um, so you could quite literally one minute be throwing a basketball into the net uh, the next minute uh, stroking a dog and the next minute sitting around a fire pit so it is it's fantastic that we do something that's so unique and has proved to be so successful fantastic so how long been going uh, right okay technically three years but actually I don't really like saying that because whilst officially the business has been running for three years um, the way that I have actually put everything together has actually come from my own life so um, growing up as a child I had some slightly adverse circumstances to deal with and actually those skills that I have actually ha um, learnt from have actually come into what I coach as well so it is actually all my life as well as all my careers um, that has actually come into the awareness key. So from that, you can actually take whichever answer you like. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so now is it is the adversity something you talk about? To a certain degree, I've got two boys, so I don't talk about the full details because I would like to protect them. But I was sexually abused as a child through uh, family members and also through school members of staff. Um, I have been through police cases regarding them. Um, the ones that I have fulfilled, um, they have admitted guilt and they are not allowed to um, work with children anymore. They are on the sex offenders register, which was the whole idea of me doing it. Because to be perfectly honest, I did vow I was never going to do it because I obviously didn't want to relive the whole thing. But actually, uh, by doing it, I have actually prevented um, uh, it happening to other people. So, yes, I think that those experiences not being heard, being misunderstood um, are paramount, actually, when you're thinking about your mental health and boundaries that you need to put into place. And having experienced that, um, I can not only appreciate other people's difficulties um, and adversity, albeit it might be different to my own, it's easier to understand it. Yeah. Uh, when actually you've been through something like that have you uh and please do you know if there's any questions that are asked just please do stop me sure. and tell me tell me to shut the up have you found that it in doing that you know when going forward ha yeah. has that helped you from a the, the mental health point of view as well 
Um, um, I think one of the, well, bit like what I, I just said, actually, I think one of the key things that we need to have um, in awareness, um, in awareness with regards to mental health is actually personal boundaries. We live in a society where we are continuously judged. You're continuously judged from a work point of view, whether it's results, if you go for an interview, um, you turn up for a sports selection to uh, join a team or um, a club. Um, friendship groups, social media, what you look like. So we are continuously judged and we um, naturally, as a, as, a, as a human race, quite literally want approval. You want to be liked, you want to be cherished and loved. And actually, if you're not, um, it can be detrimental to your mental health. But at the same time, there are times where you actually have to step up and go, no, I'm not behaving in this way or no, you are the wrong person for me to be with. And actually, it's quite difficult to cull people out of your life and to cull situations out of your life. Um, but actually, I've, I'm very fortunate that I found the strength to do it um, and can actually look back on it and bring those um, experiences and skills to my clients, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and, and amazingly strong of you as well. I uh, wouldn't to say. say, as as with everybody going through something like that at the time, um, I didn't feel that strong, and I think that's one of the key things about mental health, that there are times where you do feel completely exhausted, you do feel completely drained, um, and sometimes even when, when you think you've got over it, it's like oh my god another layer's come so you're like an onion and and one minute you think you sorted it and the next minute there's something else underneath it and it and it can be very very draining and emotion actually just in general is exhausting sometimes um so i'll i'll you know like everybody that's going through something like that at the time i wasn't as strong um sounding as i am now because i'm now through it and out the other side yeah but you do need to find the strength to get through it. Um, and actually that's a part of the ethos behind the awareness key because life throws us some hell of curveballs that time. Hopefully not as bad as what I've been through, but some people have been through a lot worse than what I've been through. And I still believe and maintain that we still can prevent mental health problems um, whenever you are faced with these things. But a lot of it is actually to still look for the positives because when you are going through those things boy is it tough to actually you know find those positives yeah no absolutely and that, and that i see the i never uh, can i say i never really uh, sussed it with my daughter even early on uh, she was obviously going through all all the emotions uh, from her side from a mental health point of view and you could see oh, we were we were always wondering why is she always asleep why is she always tired uh, and we've gradually, as we've become aware, we've realised that certain certain things that she's done, even like going out in a crowd or going shopping, absolutely exhausts her and takes her out of it because she's so emotionally controlling her feelings. She's just absolutely so exhausted when she gets back. She just has to sleep for an hour that, or so. Yeah, that does, that does take, make total sense. But actually... It's fantastic that she recognises that because that's going to help her recharge and actually get through to the next stage, whether it's a positive stage or a more challenging stage again. If you can recognise that, don't beat yourself up. I think so many people beat themselves up about how they're feeling. Are they allowed to feel? Um, and, you know, how successfully are you pre presenting yourself, actually? Um, I remember on World Mental Health Day this year, uh, I saw a photograph posted on Facebook of a beautiful picture of a mum and a dad and their child. And there was a really, really lovely vibe about the photograph and gorgeous smiley faces. They'd all gone out for a day trip and the post beneath it said this was the day before I went to take my life. And it just goes to show how much we actually ignore what is going on. And we mustn't ignore what is going on. And if it makes you feel rubbish, if it makes you feel angry, cross, happy, you know, whatever it is, go with that emotion and don't beat yourself up about it. They, people are always saying that emotions aren't actually, you know, good things to have or you show weakness by acknowledging them. Actually, I work in a completely opposite way. You are so bloody strong if you acknowledge them. 
really yeah. strong and good for her for recognizing the fact that you know yeah. if she needs to go and crash for an hour go and crash for an hour yeah no it is uh, it's, we had a uh, i've forgotten who it was now it was only a couple of weeks ago we were having a conversation in a, in a forum uh, and where we say uh, how are you and our expectation is is that they'll come back the other person will come back and say yeah yeah i'm fine when they don't we don't listen and we yeah. totally ignore and that's yeah. something that we've really got to change really got to change yeah and uh, in, in just, just that slight change in taking time and listening i think would be you know a massive impact uh, for a lot of people without a shadow of a doubt yeah i agree actually and um i used to run wine bars and restaurants uh, many moons ago and um people would come in um the bar actually changed its name locally and they became known as harry's bar and i used to feel as though I was a counsellor because they would come in, order their drink and just stand at the bar and talk at me, men and women. And actually just acknowledging how they felt would actually make the world a difference to their day. And whether they've ranted or praised something or been happy about something, just being heard. And I think it's really important to make sure you know the difference of listening and hearing because you can really easily listen but hearing is actually understanding, putting yourself in that person's shoes and taking on actually on board what they're saying and not actually just rubbing it, you know, brushing it off underneath the carpet, which is the listening bit. We have to make sure we hear. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think some of the, you know, uh, from, you, know you, you said about, we'll investigate the wine uh, bar and run the bar in the anyway, but uh, <laughs> do you think some of that is what uh, drove the interest into the mental health side as well for you or is it, you know, being that? I think I've always been able to understand how people work and um, to embrace the differences in all of us, our personalities. And I love finding out about people, their lives, their interests, what they do. So that's always something that's interested me. And I'm a firm believer, believer that um, we have to live our own lives. Don't honestly don't try and live anyone else's life just because you think their life is better because it's just going to make things worse for you so I really want people to value themselves and their own lives but the time I think that I really truly got job satisfaction for the first time because I loved the hospitality trade it was buzzing it was you know high pressured um, and I, I, I look back on it really really fondly but I still think as though there was something missing. And I think that that changed for me when I went to do the sports coaching. And initially I was a riding um, instructor and then later a rugby coach. And it was at those times when I think I started to get the real buzz from my work, which was seeing people improve, seeing them, um, you know, just quite simply a smile on their face when the light bulb moment went off of, oh, I've worked out how to do that. Um, and to help their confidence, um, you know, with both horses and rugby, <laughs> it hurts when it goes wrong and you can lose your confidence quite quickly and you can become quite anxious. And all those things are the basic things that if you get right for mental health will stand you in good stead. Um, and I had become known as the go-to coach if somebody had had an accident and was worried and to actually get them to manage that, become more confident, control it, know what they needed to do to help them through it when they had that emotion um, was fantastic. So I think that's really when it first started for me to think this is what I love doing. Okay. Hell of a very from horse riding to uh, to rugby there from a from a spectrum i've done both because i was brought to i was brought up in africa so we didn't uh, as early age i was around horses all the time and we had horses so i was always at uh, the gym corner because there was nothing else to do um okay. i have had uh, some big style accidents on them as well being dragged along with my foot caught in the stirrup and uh, all manner of stuff um yeah. and i've also played rugby um but, and uh, you know i used to play rugby and it's one of my interests now um so uh, I had to, uh, rugby for one is the one that piques me interested. How the hell did you get into rugby coaching? <laughs> well, certainly when I was at school all those years ago, women did not play rugby. So it wasn't from school, but just messing about when I was at college doing touch rugby and stuff like that and just having a laugh and a joke. Um, and I can hand on heart say 
I don't run. I hate running. The only time I run is when I've got a rugby ball in my hand. So um, it was good for fitness. Um, I enjoyed it. I Something about that game I just enjoyed a lot more than actually other sports. Um, and then at our local rugby club, they were looking for more coaches. Um, and interestingly enough, actually, a lot of the people that are involved, because it's all voluntary, um, actually didn't have a coaching background. Um, so the fact that I was already a sports coach by being a riding instructor stood me in good stead. And the fact that I'd been doing the touch rugby already. Um, so, yes. So suddenly then from the start, I was doing it for eight years. I did it um, every every weekend, sun, rain, wind. You know what it's like. Um, yeah, it's definitely absolutely. the wrong time of year to, to be outside doing sport, but it is that time of year for rugby um, and loved it. And the ethos of it um, and seeing um, all the different age groups and age levels at the club, whether you were there watching the seniors or you were coaching the Colts or the minis or whatever. Um, fantastic. And the achievement and the smiles on, on everyone's faces that rugby gives you um, is brilliant. So, yeah, very unexpected. I didn't plan it at all. Um, and if you'd asked me a couple of years beforehand, I would have probably told you you were an idiot if that's what I was going to end up doing. But, yeah, I, I ended up doing that and loved it. Uh, the horse riding and the coaching yeah. from that side was that actually a career path side for you or was that again just yeah well it's interest? a combination of the two actually um I sat on my first horse at the age of eight uh when I was on holiday and uh it was down in Cornwall horse called George never forget him wouldn't go anywhere fast at all um but I just loved it and had a huge smile on my face so there was obviously some connection with me and animals and horses because I didn't come from a background um that had animals or uh, you know let alone horses um so just as soon as I'd started it was desperate to carry on um I became more and more interested in it and then um ended up with horse shares because we didn't have enough money or a place where you could actually keep a horse so that was the the best way of doing it and then eventually over a period of time um I put my foot down and went right I'm gonna save up and, and get a horse when I was much much older and able to um try and sort of fund it myself and got into the eventing side so from a competition point of view um eventing is my passion and for those that don't know, it's a combination of three disciplines. It's the dressage, it's the show jumping and the cross country. And when, when you get that cross country course right, you come back absolutely buzzing. It is just the most amazing feeling in the world. So I've always known that horses um, have been a, a really important thing in my life. Um, but I would never have thought that the horses would be involved in um, mental health because you're working with them in a very very different way and that's what I was going to come round to so how how have you and if you can do you don't mind saying how have you incorporated both the rugby and the horse riding into the mental health side okay so I went to a workshop to learn more about something that I'd heard about which was called equine facilitated learning I have family and friends in America and it is huge over there and also equine facilitated psychotherapy which is used as a straight alternative to counseling now the mental health system in america is very different as i'm sure a lot of people know to over here um, you have a therapist and if you don't have a therapist there's something wrong with you now personally i think that's a little bit too far the other way because i'm all about prevention um, obviously they do a, a hugely important um, job if they are needed but I do believe that we are using them too much and we can learn the skills to prevent so having had a horsey background having heard from my friends and family over there that it was fantastically successful I went with a very very cynical head on um, to a workshop day and I carried on being really cynical when I was put in a field on a sunny day uh, with a herd of horses and I just thought, well, this is ridiculous because I love standing in a field with horses. So obviously this is my happy place. But what the hell is it going to do for anyone else who hates horses, doesn't like going outside? And as the day progressed, I slowly was put in a situation where I, I just I couldn't not become convinced. Um, there was a lady who's very sadly her husband was seriously ill with cancer. 
And it was as though the horse just knew that she needed a hug. And this horse just stood with her for about 25 minutes. Um, and so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. I'm not convinced yet, but I will go with it. Um, the time that um, I started to really think there was something in it was when uh, myself and another guy who was there, we were the only two people in the, the equestrian industry. There were lots of people um, that were uh, there from uh, different walks of life, police, um, prison services, uh, artists. So a, a real cross-section of people, which was fantastic. But both him and myself had worked in the equestrian industry for years. We taught riding, we taught people how to look after horses. And when both of us were actually given our horses to lead, we couldn't lead our horses. And I didn't quite know whether to laugh or cry at the time because everybody knew, as you do when you go into a workshop or a web seminar or something, you introduce yourselves and you say what your job is. So I couldn't get out of that one. Everyone knew that I was a riding coach and I should be able to lead my horse and that horse was not going anywhere. Absolutely no way. And I had to work out why it wasn't happening. It took me a while. His was a completely different reason. But for me, I had um, arrived from a very stressful weekend personally. And so my head was half there. The workshop was three hours away from home. I had to make sure I got back for my children to collect them in time. I wasn't late and to make sure they were going to get fed. So my head was also ahead, but I wasn't present at the time. And it took me a while to realize that, that I wasn't grounded at all. I was, my brain was just flitting around all over the place and I wasn't thinking about that time and that place. And the horse obviously lives in the present. All they think about is eating, sleeping and safety. They don't have to think about all the things that we, we do because their brains don't plan. Um, their brains are to be in the present. So until I became present, this horse just turned around to me and went, well, you're obviously not present. Why on earth should I trust you and go with you? And it was a big, big shock because, of course, all my work with horses had been successful. I'd done competitions and, you know, been successful at those. And the difference was that I had built up a relationship with the horses over a period of time. Mm -hmm. so they learned to trust me. And so going around a cross country course, they would trust me to go over a big wide fence or a ditch or a hedge or whatever. Um, but this horse was, was meeting me, you know, face value, you know, on a one-to-one -one and I wasn't present and he just went, well, I, why should I follow you? Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the one that was the real icing on the cake for me was when we had learnt about the history of the horses and their lives. And one of them had, uh, had a tough abusive past and apparently that horse would only ever go up to people that had been abused. And of course, we mentioned earlier in the interview that I had been and that horse went up to me and I was just blown away thinking these things just cannot be coincidences. There were just never ending examples. So I was sold completely, um, trained for a year, uh, fantastic experience started up the awareness key initially with just the equine facilitated learning and whilst we had a hundred percent success rate with all our clients which was fantastic whether they were adults or groups or um children um I, it was perfectly obvious that i just couldn't get the footfall through the door um and we were not going to be able to maintain ourselves as a business which was a fun which was just such a shame bearing in mind we had such a fantastic product um, and coincidentally, at that time, I was asked to go and do the equine facilitated learning work at a forest school down in Devon, which I did for an academic year. And it was fantastic to also get to know far more about forest school, which I did know a little bit, but only as a parent. And then I could see how much, you know, my children and other friends' children loved about forest school and the benefits. But to be on the staff side um, was brilliant and we worked with people in the care system, uh, children that were school refusers, selective mutes, youth offenders on a one-to-one -one basis and it didn't matter who you were working with, again it was a 100% success rate. Um, so when I came back to Sussex I decided to develop further the nature side which I did already do, we did the fire pits and things like that but I decided to incorporate forest school work um, and then um, 
to be honest, I, I can never, ever remember why I suddenly had the light bulb moment about the sports coaching as well. But suddenly I just went, well, hang on a minute. All my sports coaching has been, you've been the go-to coach if somebody is anxious, worried, lack confidence. So let's produce the, the, um, the sports side into it as well. And that, that's how it evolved. And do you do this uh, across all ages? Yes, quite literally from kids to corporates. So you can be working with um, a teenager who's struggling with bullying or something at school. And the next minute we can have um, a, a, a corporate team, um, which at the moment is very important trying to get your team together when everyone's working from home. And you can come to the outdoor centre and do all the activities that are here and at the same time learn the skills for um, mental health. And we've also had people come here who are life coaches and counsellors to see what we do because it is such a unique uh, way of working and we are a centre of influence in that respect. Um, and it's fantastic that when all those people ha who have these mental health uh, qualifications that are essential for when people have had mental health problems, um, say how important this type of work is to prevent these problems from the future, because all my work is coaching um, and I do not look at it from a perspective of sorting out problems from the past. I'm all about the present and the future and preventing problems in the future. And it's fantastic to be able to have a service that does quite literally work for everybody. Um, and the, on, on, the, on the sports coaching side, if I think about my fellow rugby coaches, um, they work very, very differently to uh, 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 you know someone else who loves animals and the horses and just wants to stroke a horse, but they will come to me if they're gonna be competitive with me with circuits or you know playing badminton or rugby or whatever to learn the skills. It doesn't matter which way you want to do it you have to learn it the way you enjoy something. So thinking on the back of, um, let's have a think, when you were at school, um, the subjects that you do better in are the ones you enjoy. So if you enjoy sport, I'll teach you the skills through sport. If you enjoy nature, I can do it through forest school type things and activities, um, or you can do it through the dogs and the horses and the animals. It's, it's whichever works for you. And that is one of the key things about mental health because everyone's mental health is individual to them. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, um, when I look back at myself, is it is it's, it's understanding the triggers and trying to find the triggers that I was, that I was uh, trying to do, which I did do, but it, not before I had my um, episode without a shadow of a doubt on that one. Um, what would you say to people that, and this may be a bloody tough question, okay, is... <laughs> potentially realizing that they do need to have this time out and this understanding and, and go and spend some time with the awareness key. Um, I try and think of it in a different way, actually. I think of it um, as a lifestyle change. So if somebody wants to think about um, their physical fitness, they go to the gym, they perhaps take out a membership with a leisure center or a local sports club. But if you come to the awareness key, it's the equivalent of becoming fit mentally. Yeah. So I think actually you raised a really good point because I think the hardest thing I find from a business point of view is the actual um, understanding that it is needed as part of everyday life because we all get up in the morning and we think about what we have to do for the day. But in that we don't put aside any time to analyze our mental health. And it's not actually putting time aside necessarily as you would do to go to the gym or to go for a run. It is actually making it part of your life because the first things that I teach are actually things that you do at the same time as other stuff because everything is so time pressured. Um, and I think that if you look at it as a new skill, but as a skill that's needed every day for our own well-being the same as it is better if we're fitter it is better if we're lighter um, and you practice and learn things for your work so you become better at your job you go to school and you learn loads of different subjects 
and then you choose your subjects at university throughout all your life you are actually choosing to put in place things that you learn and to become more experienced about and more knowledgeable about but mental health in the current traditional reactive society that we live in is not put under that bracket mm. so you can come to the awareness key if you suddenly go actually i'd like to learn the skills but actually it should be a way of life whether it's from the awareness key or somewhere else this should actually be what society does and it should be taught to everybody either through businesses or through schools yeah no i agree and i think the some of it, it i think a lot of it needs to be uh, this is just my opinion uh, at the school level uh, and quite early on because um there's the pressures of school, the pressures of, of everyday life are now uh, maxed out with Google, social media and all manner of stuff. And they, they play a host of, of uh, distractions and comparing with one another and uh, or influence, being influenced by all these different channels. So the, the earlier you can, we can get it, the better, uh, especially from a prevention point of view. Definitely. Um, and kids are great. They're like sponges. You know, they yeah. just take everything on. And um, I worked with a teenage uh, girl once who was just, you know, struggling a little bit at school and the friendship groups. And it wasn't bad bullying, but it was the start of, of having a, of being on the receiving end of a tough time every day she turned up. Um, and she did a standard program with us, which um, she chose just to work with the horses, actually. Um, and it's a standard um, eight session program. And at the end of it, I asked her two questions, you know, what what exercise game did you enjoy the most? And she told me um, that she enjoyed, I think it, in this particular instance, it was leading a pony over a cross pole, which for her was just complete heaven. Um, and then I said, well, OK, but from a day to day life, what have you actually learned about yourself? And she said, I've learned that I'm a bigger and a stronger person than I ever thought I was. And if you can take that in, back into your life, at, at, you know, in the teenage years and the young person years, you're going to take that forward in everything that you do as you get older. So it is priceless. It really is priceless. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, very much so. Uh, the the uh those experiences and how you allow those experiences to, to uh, impact your life is, is critical. Um, there was something I was going to ask you now, what was it? Now, why do you think the, the U S are so ahead? Cause it, it goes with coaching, goes with uh, any coaching goes with any, uh, the, the mental health, it goes with the mentoring side. Why do you think the Americans are so um, forward with it? So far forward with it. Yeah, and as I said, I think it's too far forward, but I think um, the American culture, the few times I've been over there to see my friends and family over there, everything is bigger and everything is better. So to be perfectly honest, I just think that they have put mental health in that bracket as well, and they make it a bigger thing, and they make it a better thing. Um, you know, as I've said, I think they've gone too far the other way, but everything in the um, American ethos and lifestyle, even if you drive a car, it's a bigger car, isn't it? The American cars, you drive on the American roads, they're bigger. You go to a farm over there, it's bigger. Um, so I think they just make everything bigger and try and make it better. And I think with regard to mental health, that's actually what we all ought to be doing um, from a day-to-day -day perspective, but just on the prevention side rather than the actual um, reactive side. Yeah, definitely. What would you like to, uh, if you, <clears throat> who's the one person you'd like to talk to to see if you can actually uh, whisper in the ear of to make an impact that uh, within the. Uh... Okay. Um, one person I really admire for stepping up and saying that they've had a mental health problem is Jason Fox who is from the um, SAS Celeb program on Channel 4, and he's done other uh, programs as well. And the reason why I love the fact that he stepped up is when I've heard him interviewed, he has talked about a proactive approach. And he's the only person that I have ever heard interviewed that talks about prevention. Now, whether it's his personality or whether it's because of his military past, um, and uh, or not, I don't know. I, I put this out. I need to speak to him. Somebody get get him to speak to me because I want to to make it um, clear that if you put the skills in place, 
you can actually prevent the mental health problems. And from his mental health experiences, obviously that, that was so tough because of his military background and the experiences that he had through the military, if he is recognizing the fact that you can put preventative um, things into place, I, I love him for it. And uh, yes, definitely, we need to collaborate. Can't, can't say fairer than that. And that's why I do find that when uh, people talk about mental health, it's always, something that's already happened to them and it is fantastic that people talk about that but a bit like the media it's a bit of the norm and people only talk about it once it's happened it's, again it's too late it's too flipping late so actually if he is saying that in fact I think he's now just written another book which has got more um, tips and tricks in it to help then that is actually everything that the awareness key is about to help you when you come against these curveballs that life is inevitably going to throw at you and they don't have to be as dramatic as obviously he's had because of his um special services um uh, uh you know sort of um way of life but actually everyone's curveballs are important to them and have a massive impact on them um and that's why he to me is the key person um that has spoken about it in a different way and it's preventative and proactive so yeah for me um, I, I hope I meet him one day and perhaps we can collaborate. Who knows? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Jason Fox. So that's the challenge then is, uh, is for any listeners or any of the connections that uh, we need to make his way to Jason Fox. I'm going to see Definitely. you. Definitely. And, you know, his, his whole outlook in life is to be successful and is to be positive. And, um, you know, I, I have known quite a few people actually in the, in the um, uh, special forces and, you know, it's it's a tough way of life, um, and it and it's not surprising at all that um, there are a number of people that come off having had mental health uh, problems as a result of what they've gone through. But if having been through it, you are still talking about the fact that you can do this to help you, then actually that's exactly where the awareness key is coming from. And let's get out and prevent these mental health problems. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where would you want? What would you want the uh, if you if you if the government got involved what would you want from the government would you want um, uh, funny you should say that yes i have actually uh tried to put um in place uh, a lobby against uh, government well not against government but for government to put a proactive system into place um uh the mental health for first aid certificate which is currently in um in the system is fantastic because 10 years ago we didn't have it so mm. we have to praise that i've been through it for both youth and adults it is brilliant because we never had anything before but it is still reactive if you are flagged up on that it is already too late you have a problem so i um did already um apply for a petition for government to put a proactive system in place but this is where society needs to change government didn't get it either so actually it was refused and turned down. So I am rewriting another one to try and get the message across the fact that we need to train people in a proactive system rather than have the current um, uh, reactive um, mental health for first aid and training courses that I run actually allow the, your member of staff to be trained so you are mentally health aware, you are actually aware of the cause and effect um, that, a men that mental health has from something that might have happened and then actually making it specific to your business, whether you work in a factory or you work in an office block, so that it could stand alone or alongside the mental health for first aid, but then you can actually train your members of staff to hopefully not have mental health problems. So we come from it from a very, very different angle but because it's not widely known, the government don't understand it, which is why I think they sadly turned it down. But I'm not going to be defeated. I'm going to rewrite it and I'm going to keep going because they do, as you quite rightly said, um, it needs to be put um, into place for youngsters. I mean, whilst everybody needs it, if, if it's taught at that age and it is part of the curriculum, then actually that will benefit throughout the generations to come. Yeah, because what they learn, well, they will pass on and that's, and that's what you're after. Yeah, and actually through um, the, uh, the the training course side, what we often get comments from, um, and actually one of my rugby coach colleagues did say, 
oh, well, I've learned this. I didn't realize this, but I'm going to take that home in, into my home life. And actually, then it filters into your personal life, your family, your friends and the community. So also by training um, companies and businesses and members of staff from that, it actually automatically filters out to society as well, which is also another good thing. Yeah, I mean, from a bit because I the, the business side for me is where I come from, uh, from outside. I'm very, very, I don't know, probably corporate in my approach i don't know very structured in my approach it's something that i think that businesses do need to focus on um because i think the the, the impact you can have from from it you know um with as a, a value add to everything the community side the the business side the relationship side the teamwork inside i think it would just be uh, a massive massive impact uh, positive impact yeah, I agree totally. I think the current figures that um, were last released is that productivity when somebody is feeling good about themselves, and obviously that includes their mental health, um, is uh, productivity is increased by 12%, which is yeah. huge. Um, there's less absenteeism and actually presentism is actually fantastic because people are voluntarily wanting to spend longer at work because they're in a good place. Um, the way I think about it from a business point of view is last year was the Rugby World Cup. So I'm going to go and put my rugby hat on again. Um, but the two top teams last year were England and New Zealand. And in one of the um, press uh, interviews, the New Zealand um, uh, players and also the England players were asked the same questions. And they all said, the reason why they felt they were so successful and at the top of their game in the whole of the world was because their coaches understood them as individuals, made them feel strong as individuals. And then from that, on the back of that, they would then work together as a rugby team. And as a result, they produced a much, much better game. Their team was much, much stronger, hence them being the top two teams in the world. Yeah, I think that's superbly put. it's just absolutely what you'd want it Uh, is if you think about it from a business perspective let's say you you've got a meeting room you've got a dozen people sitting around that table every single one of them is going to function differently every mm. personality is different and they work in a different way if as a ceo or a manager within your business you actually are able to understand how those people work together as individuals what you produce as a business is going to be so much more successful because those people are going to be working to their best ability and there for you and therefore for you and your business. Yeah, absolutely. Now talking business side. So career in that side is the awareness key, your first uh, entrepreneurial entry into business ownership or have you had other stuff? As well. Yes, it is actually. Um, I I worked as um, self-employed when I was doing my riding coaching. Um, so I haven't worked for anybody actually for quite a while. Um, I chose to give up a period of uh, time when I had my children. Um, myself and my husband at the time uh, were very happy that I did that. And we did feel that it was important um, to do that. So I worked just part time then actually continuing my riding coaching side. Um, so yes, now they're bigger and uglier, my two boys. Um, it was fantastic to be able to dive in um, and uh, set up the awareness key. Okay. Now, is there anything that you wish you'd have known before starting it all? Yes. How important networking is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have found networking very, very beneficial. Um, simply because um, I never had the time. Uh, Before lockdown, um, I didn't do networking because I've got an outdoor centre, which is a 10 acre site. So if I'm not with the clients, I am out there looking after my own site and then obviously putting all the different hats on that you have when you run a business. Um, And I certainly didn't have time to get in the car, drive half an hour, have an hour or two's networking meeting and come back again. Um, and I, I don't regret it, but I can see and appreciate how uh, much better my business is as a result. And also because my business is unique um, and it is a new way of thinking and a new lifestyle um, way of living, it is much easier to get that across in a conversation. Mm. 
And um, I, I, I have found um, a lot of business through networking. Um, so when lockdown happened actually earlier this year, um, I, in fact, actually I didn't start um, uh, networking straight away when it was obviously all easier online because actually my oldest son became seriously ill and he ended up in um, Southampton ICU. So obviously that was a complete focus on that and my whole business had to, to stop. Um, but the fact that I had a business which had to shut when people actually needed the skills that I teach to strengthen mental health, I was thinking, oh my God, how am I going to get going again? This is going to be impossible. So that's when I decided to go down the networking route. And obviously online is so easy. I just come in from my muddy field, if it's a muddy field that day, and sit at the computer and just brush my hair so I don't look quite so bad um, and then uh, I've had a lot of interest and a lot of business off the back of that so in a way I wish I'd known that before but um, I, I have to say I wouldn't have done it to the extent I've done it now simply because of, of lockdown but I have learned today I don't have the official list yet through from the government but it's looking like I don't have to shut throughout this lockdown which is fantastic and it looks as though I might be able to have up to 15 people on my site so businesses can still keep coming through because I'm outside because it's um, classified as um, a support um, what were the words it's a support you can classify it as a support group and a therapy so yeah. whilst I don't have it officially given yet because the government haven't given their full list it's looking like this time round I won't have to shut which is fantastic yeah, that's fantastic. That is superb. So, so, so the networking side really come from the COVID point of view. Now, being an outdoor outdoor uh, centre resource yeah. and everybody coming to you, what did you have to do differently within the business other than networking? Because is there anything that you've done to try and uh, I'm not going to say pivot because I don't like the uh, diversification or leverage anything. Yeah, um, well, actually, it's something that we started up quite recently um, because of my work being so experiential and you learn through the experience. So if you have a day out or you go on holiday, you remember so much more about that particular day and what you've been doing. So that's how I teach. Mm. So you can't put that online and you can't do webinars for that very reason. So I, I was struggling as to how on earth I was going to try and get this out to everybody if I couldn't go and do seminars um, at places of work or at schools because of lockdown. So what we've done is we put together um, a bit like a, a sort of a self-care package where you can learn the skills. So I've literally put in a bag, quite literally, um, stuff from the outdoor centre, which then I put in the post to you. When it's arrived, we then book a session online and we go through what is in that care package. And we actually give you through those things that you are then experiencing the skills and techniques. So, for example, um, university students, um, as we've said before, are really struggling at the moment. I could post out that care package to them and either they can do it individually or with their mates. And we can actually work with those packages once they've arrived and they will learn the skills to, to stay mentally strong in these difficult times by doing that. So I would I would never have thought a few months ago that I would be posting up, uh, um, stuff out quite literally from my outdoor centre and then doing something online because I know I didn't think it was going to be possible. But um, yeah, that's a, that's been a big change, but fantastic. We've been able to do it. Yeah, brilliant. Now, now can you get uh, access to that sort of um package and everything on the internet uh, on your links we haven't yet got it on the internet we're just we're just literally putting the final things together um uh, i had an instance uh, just a couple of weeks ago where i had a new client who wanted uh, to come along but they were in london and this was when i first started to think about going oh this is ridiculous people can't come to me now and this is the time when we need to get it out so yeah we're about to put it on the on the website and uh, tell people more about it and uh, i think what we'll probably do then is once they've done that and then everything's back up and running again people can come come to the center with a discount as well after that so it'll it'll be good yeah it'll be fantastic yeah, excellent excellent yeah, I, I forgot to say that, and I forgot to say of you, Harry, as well, is that it's. I will put the links if you want me to, in the description of the podcast, so people have access to it when they listen as well. So if they want fantastic. to click through, they'll click through. Yeah. Um, so if you want the website or any other social media or anything else, just uh, let me know, and we'll put it on there. 
Well, also, as, as we are coming to lockdown and people are going to be uh, sitting at home for much, much longer, sadly, um, one thing that I have been putting together over the last uh, couple of months, actually, is videos every week. And they are just literally a couple of minutes long, but they are actually offering a technique every single week. Um, that you can use to help strengthen your mental health. So whilst it's obviously not completely the same experience as you come to the outdoor centre, they are um, genuine things that if you put into place and as part of your daily routine, they will help you. Okay, and, and so that's on the website. I know you're doing oh, them on yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, it's on the website it? and uh, there's a YouTube channel actually under the press page on the website. There's a YouTube channel link as well. Um, and on YouTube, it is uh, under the awareness key, Harry Mansfield. So you can always use that as a go-to place to actually help you um, throughout the lockdown period of time and, and share it as well. So because the idea is, whilst, you know, I obviously run a business, I, I am actually completely passionate about what I do. So if, if these tips and tricks can be shared amongst everybody, then um, all the better. Yeah, yeah. And I do know that from you. I know you're very, very passionate about this. Um, uh, the one thing I was going to say to you is that is I know that on Facebook, I don't know whether you've got a Facebook page for the awareness key, but on Facebook in particular at the minute, the short videos, they are really, really pushing um, the uh, the um, influencer that I follow uh, and I'm subscribed with him. Rob Moore has yeah. has an account manager, has five account managers with Facebook, and they they were saying to him, short. Uh, videos on well Facebook that's interesting page. you say that because this morning I collaborated with Sharky who you know yeah. and we did just a I think it ended up something between 10 and 15 minutes um just a chat between the two of us and actually we're looking at doing that every week um uh, on a Monday and um as I say the YouTube videos um when I put them out on there they're just two minutes long so it's not a long length of time that you have to um, give yourself in order to to learn these essential skills yeah that 15 minutes you do with sharky as well you want to turn into a podcast yes oh. that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> anyway so what i was gonna to say to you uh i asked you this earlier don't know whether you spoke about it so i'm going to go on to these uh, these questions here what makes you feel inspired and like your best self um two things i absolutely love that make me buzz um one is my eventing, which I have to say, I do feel a little bit of a fraud in the last few years. My event horse has been very broken and I fractured my shoulder last October. So I uh, haven't been able to get out and about for the last few years, but it really, really is my sanity. Um, I wish it wasn't so much money. I wish it wasn't so time consuming, but I, I'm completely sold on it. It just does so much good for me. Uh, and if you go out and compete, and even if you don't do well, um, you always get something out from it, which is fantastic. And then actually my work, I'm so, so lucky that I love my work and to see people's lives improve um, in such a positive way is, is fantastic. So yeah, I'm very fortunate. I've got a hobby uh, when up and running and able to do it and then my work as well. Brilliant. If you, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Uh, we can prevent mental health problems because I'm just so passionate about it because we can and it needs to be out on billboards in order to get the message across I think yeah I think I think that's what I would have um, and smile smiling always makes smiling. everyone else feel a lot better doesn't it it does yeah yeah no doubt yeah. ah now this one's a long one so okay. if in 150 years science fails to save us and all that is left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would the blurb tell us about harry mansfield oh okay um i think the title would be you can do it and the blurb would be uh, listen to yourself and learn from yourself and don't judge yourself. Excellent. I'm just looking down here and I'm just laughing and thinking, yeah, which one, which one? But which one you're one. going for? Which one you're going for? <laughs> <laughs> what should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask you? 
Well, I know you do know a lot about it, but actually going back to what I have been saying throughout this um, time with you is we just don't know enough about the fact that we can prevent the mental health problems. Mm. Um, And I am continuously banging my drum about it. And I think it's really important that we need to make it a way of of lifestyles. Um, and, And if we need to do a lifestyle change to accommodate it so that we can be mentally strong we need to yeah so I I would actually go back to my work for that yeah preventing mental health problems yeah okay I I know I knew that would be something along those lines what's this what's something people seem to misunderstand about you oh yeah um completely where I'm coming from so uh, going back to the networking and an absolute perfect example was when I uh, we went off into the breakout rooms those famous zoom breakout rooms and I was explaining to somebody I'd never met what I what I did and as I and at the end of it I said look this is completely unique nobody else does this so please tell me if you think it made sense and the way they replied was, oh, yes, it definitely makes sense. It's fantastic, isn't it? Because what you do is, and then this was when I realised that they hadn't quite got it at all. So they said, when you start to wobble, you go to the awareness key. And I said, yes, when you start to wobble, you can come to the awareness key and we will help you. But the whole idea of what I teach and what I do is that you know how not to wobble in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. How not to wobble in the first place, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones here that uh, not to. How do you keep uh, yourself um, up to date? I mean, I read a lot and I, and I do things like that, which is all you know. It's only knowledge when they always say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only potential power until you actually put it into into place. But how do you keep on top of uh, your sort of like own personal development? Um, it, it's, it's quite a challenge, actually, because I teach what I do through so many different ways. If you think about um, the workplace and um, CBDs and everything, I, I have to do CBDs for the sports side the sports coaching side, I have to do it for the forest school side, I have to do it for the equine facilitated learning side. So that is actually quite intense. Mm. Um, but another th- side that I think that is really important actually is, is keeping up with statistics. Um, and, uh, and I've given a couple, um, you know, in, in the last um, sort of uh, time I was talking about the productivity increasing by 12%. Mm. And actually, I, I think that's really important because if you can come up with those figures, it makes a lot more sense to people so I think it's it's down to me to do the research and actually keep finding um, out what the uh, the recent figures are um, November is um, always the month for men's mental health um, and actually um, on the the 19th it's the actual international men's day and to, to keep yourself abreast of figures that specifically apply to men um, and then specifically apply to children or whatever is actually really, really important because then you can focus to where it is actually needed and where it's most prevalent. Um, and sadly, because of, um, again, the way life is, um, suicide is actually much, much higher in men. And actually that's part of the reason why I put the sports side in because my fellow rugby coaches wouldn't come to me if, as I said before, if they thought they were going to stroke a horse, but if they can do it in a competitive way, um, they would do whenever I went training with them, circuit training, we'd go down the pub afterwards. And the conversation with um, them was very, very different to if I went to a conversation with, let's say from some mums from school. Now I love both conversations. I think they're fantastic, but if you are in the environment where it's competitive results driven um it is it it is difficult to admit the fact that there might be something difficult going on whether it's a bereavement in the family or whatever and it was literally acknowledged for about 30 seconds if that and then you change back to a normal um competitive results driven um conversation and i think if you can keep abreast of figures like that you can then um aim to work with people in those brackets which actually really really need it and it's important yeah no uh, that is because the, the when you said 12 percent to me 
um, it was sort of like, that's a hell of an increase. Huge, isn't it? That's yeah. a hell of an increase. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, businesses do need to be uh, um, aware of it, not just from a point of view of um, of the mental health from that side, but the, the, the positive impact it does for the business as well. You know? Yeah. And if you think about it, when we get up in the morning, you know, there are some mornings you get up and you're thinking, oh, my God, seriously. And you are already on the back foot and you're drained and you're working at half the pace. If you get up in the morning and you're like going, yeah, this is going to be a good day. I'm really excited about this. You are already so much more productive and getting through so much more. It is actually a no brainer, but we don't think about it in productivity terms and we don't think about it in mental health terms. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, well, that's it for me. We've got to that hour mark. I like to keep to that hour mark um, because I think that's when uh, people um, will take the most uh, yeah. from it or get the most from it. Um, where can we find you on the website? So, yeah, the, the website is www.awarenesskey.go.uk. And on there are all my contact details and the press and media um, press kits, uh, media releases, YouTube channels as well, obviously contact emails and um, phone numbers. So that's the easiest way to find me. Um, I am also on Twitter, as I say, YouTube um, and LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. I've got um, uh, the Awareness Key Facebook page as well. So we're all over the place. We are all over the place. So, so don't will... hesitate. Yeah, I will get those links off you and I'll put them in the description as Thank well. Thank you. Uh, so it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Thank you hope very it, much. I hope it hasn't been too uncomfortable. No, definitely not. <laughs> Thank you very much, Harry. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in and remember, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it's the courage to continue that counts.